Welcome. 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 To views from the bridge. 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 Welcome everybody to Views from the Bridge, your second favorite Philadelphia Union podcast, uh, part two. Uh, I have Chuck and Paul with me here today. I'm Justin. Evan uh, is not available because we recorded last night, and apparently he can only do one podcast with us a week. So <laughs> yeah, God, for, God forbid he drains himself of all his material. Well, yeah, I mean, he dropped too many dad jokes last night that he couldn't. Uh, he couldn't join us today to drop some more. So that's Ooh. what we're doing. I'll try to pick up the slack. No, I don't think that's needed. <laughs> oh, this is <Okay>. beautiful. <laughs> oh my goodness, we have even more great Aronson news. Oh yeah. Yeah. What is it? Um. Well, I shouldn't we like? Yeah, yeah let's, talk, let's jump into talk it about things and do it uh, in order. So obviously, now I want to know. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, we'll get to it. So uh, Thursday, I guess we recorded on Thursday night, uh, and. There was not a news drop on Thursday, um, and the union decided to be really kind to us. And Friday, just start dropping news left and right. So, um, I guess the first piece of news that we did talk about um, in part one of this podcast uh, was the fact that uh, Philadelphia Union Two uh, is in limbo at the moment. Uh, it sounds like the MLS teams who have pulled their teams out of usl competition are not exactly sure when the next competition that those teams will play in will come so we don't really have an answer to that either but the union two will not be in the usl championship next year that was and, that was one. yeah yeah that was once one again news. the move that has to happen you know we talked we, we talked about that on part one if you want our thoughts on that go listen to part one of this podcast uh, the second piece of news and far bigger piece of news, uh, Brendan Aronson to Red Bull Salzburg in January transfer fee of around $6 million, uh, another 3 million in incentive based stuff and probably a 10 to 20% sell on clause. Um, what a day. What a what? day. It's, it's as if a chef spent his entire being just creating this perfect transfer for the Philadelphia union. Cause I could not have done it any better. I really think that you got great value for Brendan right now, considering that he's not a fully developed product at the age of 19. You're like COVID did not really affect the sum that we were expecting. We all thought we were going to shoot under like 5 million and hope that the sell on clause would just be enough down the line. But Six million plus three with incentive performance bonuses, like fantastic. And you have the guarantee of the sell on clause, and you have the guarantee that you have him for the rest of the season. It's like, dude, dude sh- mm, chef's kiss, Italian hands moving around. Beautiful. <laughs> so well done. Italian hands moving around. I don't think Ertz Tanner's Italian, but. Oh no! I, Good try with man, that one. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's definitely, he's definitely not Italian. Gag. I was I was talking with my hands, you know, okay. doing that. So was, but yeah, 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 yeah. He's German and he's amazing. Well done. Yeah. Well done. So for context, it was Paul's Italian hands moving around. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. There we go. There we go. Chuck, any any thoughts or anything to add on this? Um. I can't believe the amount of money that the union were able to pull out of Red Bull. They yeah. like bargains a lot. 
which this means they really like Aronson. Like, really. Because this was not a favor to Tanner because of him being in the system. Like, they just really like this player and assume that he will play a large part in their success. And one thing to note is I noticed the sell-on fee was 10 to 20% depending on what seems like a list of clubs that he is sold to from there. And Red Bull Leipzig better be one of them yeah. for 20%. Yeah, I mean, you would hope that <laughs> Red Bull Sol- Salzburg and Leipzig wouldn't be like, hey, we're like in the same family. Don't charge us too much. And it won't give the union a bunch of money. But, you know, he can go pretty much anywhere from here. And, you know, it's going to be an upgrade. If he performs at a level that is acceptable of European recognition, he's going to go somewhere else. He's not going to get stuck in Austria because Salzburg is just a stepping stone for bigger European transfers. When you look at their past history of who they've brought in and have moved out, it's great. Yeah. I mean, the thing for me is this is not Red Bull Salzburg is not a club like on the brink. This isn't like, um, who was it a couple years ago that got sold to, was it Nantes or somebody? And it was like, if they stay up, it's this much. If they go down, you know, like whatever. Mm, yeah. It's not this thing. It's not this thing that we're like, oh, you know, who who gets this and who what happens with this and whatever. I mean, this is probably the best club in Austria and, you know, playing Champions League football, um, you know, there are talented players on that team, talented veterans on that team. Um, so I think this is a, I mean, this is a great opportunity for Brendan to generally play against lesser competition than what the team that he is on, um, and also be able to develop and also get some like European experience potentially. Um, so I, I mean, I think it's a great, I think it's an awesome move for him, you know, for his development and, and all of that. But again, I mean, I'm in the same boat. Like I, I, you know, I, I've been saying all along, if they get four to five for Brendan, I'll be happy. They got six. They get three with another, some incentives. They get the sell-on clause. Like, yeah, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's an, an awesome, you know, Ernst did a great job kind of working that out and, and forcing, you know, forcing Red Bull or forcing the Red Bull organization to pay that much money. So I'll take and, it. And I would like to drop the fact that this is also a big slap in the face to New York Red Bulls because if you look at it from this perspective, Tyler Adams was sold to Red Bull Leipzig for $3 million. And to think that Salzburg, much known as the middle child of the Red Bull organization, was able to buy (laughs) Brendan for $6 million is just so great. I mean, they value Philadelphia Union players more than (laughs) Red Bull players. Just well, so, mean, so as, great. So great. As, as I noted on um, part one of this podcast, um, the union are turning into a mini Red Bull. Mm-hmm. It's just actually, it's weird because it's a mini Red Bull that's bigger than the Jersey Red Bull. Yeah. They're just like officially the baby bulls and not... Um, the going away USL team. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, <laughs> times are ch- times are changing, man. Are changing, yeah. They That's really right. are. 
for sure. I mean, I mean, I remember being in like eighth grade and going online and trying to find soccer jerseys for U.S. clubs, and the only options I really had were like Galaxy and Red Bull. And for once, for a second, I considered buying a Red Bull jersey because I thought it looked pretty cool. And now yeah. it's going to be a lot of these players that are going over to Europe. It's like, where do they start out? They're going to have to say Philadelphia. Well, serious question. Are you going to buy a Red Bull jersey now that in November, Brendan Aronson's number 11 will be available on Red Bull Shop US, which did not prior to this week sell anything outside of New York Red Bulls and Red Bulls racing gear? Oof. Uh... Don't think that I am. I have found a lot of old FC Salzburg jerseys, like from the early 2000s online, that I might maybe dabble into because it doesn't explicitly say Red Bull on it. Uh, it's got to be clean. And I don't like yellow and red all that much, which is usually a problem for the Beambo sponsors up until like last year. But, you know, uh, I don't know. It's got to be clean. I would like it if there was a Red Bull, if there was a Salzburg jersey that was like one color and then just the only other accent color in it is like white. So it's just like that Red Bull logo, but it's not red itself. I'm, I mean, isn't there a way blue? Yeah, but it's still, the logo is still like yellow and red and all that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking for one of those just like, it's just two colors. And then like maybe I would consider it because they would be pretty fresh. Like uh, the Union Parley jerseys, right? They were just the light blue and then the really, really dark blue, and that was it. Like every accent of it. Something like that. See, I feel like I minimum have to at least buy one for the collection. Even if I'm never going to put it on, I feel like sure. I should have it. It's going to get really confusing at Union games if people start showing up and they're like, hey, no Red Bull stuff, but it's Brendan. So that's... I don't know. You can't knock that. You, you it's really can't. It's going to be a can. problem. It might be oh, a there's problem. Oh, there's going to be some fights, but you can't knock it. <laughs> That's the one you got to, like, I don't know. That's the one you got to somehow get before January, get him to <laughs> sign it, and then frame it and put it on the wall. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's going to be tough to show up around Chester rocking that and not at least get a few looks going, like, doesn't matter. We hate Red Bull here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, well, isn't isn't like um, Mimbo or whatever the um, the sticker thing? Are, yes. Haven't they already done cover ups? They have. Um, what is it? I believe his name's uh, Silver Ray on on Twitter. He makes the Bimbo band aids. So you just throw over different words over your Bimbo jersey, so it doesn't say that. Uh, he should start working on a Red Bull one and just cover it up with something. The Red Bull logo itself almost looks like a bridge, so you could just turn it into the Commodore Barry, and then now it's the views from the bridge ad. <laughs> Listen, I think I think as far as Union players going somewhere else and waiting for jerseys, I might wait for that green Celtic Mark McKenzie jersey. That might be the one that I that might be the one that I pop off on. So. Th- I will say 
Yes, mm-hmm. I have been looking for an excuse to buy a Celtic jersey for a very long time. I think it won't be because fresh. of Mark McKenzie. It won't be because of Mark. McKenzie. He is now over. <laughs> he is now overvalued. He has risen above the Scottish Premier League. It's just not going to yeah. happen. It'll be yeah. They, the theory goes for sure. The well, way they so attempted the, to shaft the union on that one point two five million fee is garbage. So what Trash. if? What if after hearing all this? rangers come in for him just to say fuck you oh and they they offer like 6.2 it's just like oh yeah well i mean i I wouldn't expect i still i still don't think that mckenzie is gonna sell for as much as aaron's enough front um he's probably risen to like 4.2 now i think you're undervaluing again chuck aaronson's still a 10 i don't know man I know, I know Mark McKenzie is the closer player to the national team, but, like, literally just double-ish the Aaron Long offers, and that's probably about right with, of course, still a hefty sell-on. Uh, who is the most expensive stuff. Premier League signing in history, Chuck? What? He plays for Liverpool. I think he's them asking about Virgil van Dyke, but you know, you know, a center back. Just, um, I don't know. That's not that's not the most expensive Premier League signing in history. Would you like to enlighten me as to what that is? Um, well, is, <laughs> Premier League right, right now, No, I mean, at, at this point, has Pogba been passed? I, Virgil definitely got more than Pogba. Yeah. he did not. Yeah, he did. I, dude, he did. I, hold on. Hey, one second. Hold on. <laughs> All right, you go ahead, Chuck. Do that. And, and I'll take your quiet like pause after about 20 seconds as to verify that I am right. But, um, I, I, no, I do get what you're saying, Chuck. I, I don't think it's going to be like some grand – like he's an MLS center back, yes. He has the intangible pieces to fetch a big fee, yes. But it's, a, it's certainly a risk because so center backs definitely have to were, go. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm not done. I'm kidding. You can go ahead. Virgil wasn't even the most expensive defender. Harry Maguire cost more. Oh, and what's he? Um, a center back. Well, Manchester United are a team of idiots because they have the top three names on the list of Paul Pogba, Harry Maguire, and Romelu Lukaku. Okay, but who's the top? Pogba. Seriously? Yes. Really? Well, I, thought, I, I thought Pogba was Van expensive. Dyke got like 125, and yeah. Pogba was like 105. No. No, Van Dyke was 80. No. Well, silly us. Silly us. Well, then I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chuck. Anyway, this got a long way across from Ben and Ayrton. <laughs> well, uh, we were I mean, trying to fill some time for our part two episode. You know, we didn't need to fill some time. We already gave we're them an hour keep... of content. We're trying to get them <laughs> <laughs> we'll so, yeah, we're... it all at the same time. <laughs> part, part two is going the exact same way part one did. Uh, no, it's a little more organized than part one was. Not saying much. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> um, no. No, for sure not. Anyway. 
Uh, we'll keep waiting on news of Mark McKenzie. Who knows when that will come? But uh, Richie Graham Day. What? Richie, Richie Graham. Day. Yes, sir. I don't know what you're talking about. This is literally his vision coming to fruition. Yeah, seriously. All those people who were like, why, do, why don't we invest? I remember 2015 Union when he said, why are we spending so much on infrastructure and making these cool complexes for these U12 kids? We should be buying Mario Balotelli. Screw you guys. It's, exact, it's happening exactly how it was supposed to happen. This has also, always been the plan. Also, when you're a team with not a lot of money, this is how you buy Mario Balotelli. Don't buy Mario Balotelli. I'm not saying buy Balotelli. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, they, they had a plan. They executed it. And now you're starting to see they've pushed it up the hill. The ball has reached the top and it's starting to go down. They have momentum. They have names now that are on radar. And like I, like I said in part one, I think the union are about to become the spot to watch these young kids develop in a reserve league, which is huge for you too. And it's just going to keep happening. Like this is just going to keep happening with union players. And it's beautiful. I think so too. And I, I think to Chuck's point, I think one of the things that I've been thinking about generally today uh, is based on this, this fee and then based on probably what Mark McKenzie is going to get in January, whatever that is, even if it's only four, I think it'll be higher, but even if it's only four, I think that gives the union at least by the time they invest some of that back into the academy and all that kind of stuff. By the time they do that, it still gives you a couple of million dollars of transfer fee money to bring players in um, to add around these kids, you know, and, and that's what I think. Like just because we sold these two doesn't mean we can, as a, as an organization, doesn't mean the union can sit there and be like, Oh, we're done. Let's just start buying players. Um, you know, we have to mm-hmm. continue to develop these kids. But I think it allows us to bring, you know, potentially, you know, a, a replacement for Bedoya if that's not Fontana, you know, um, and, well, you know, another center back and, and all of that kind of stuff. It allows you to bring those in if guys aren't coming up from the – from Union 2 based or on, Academy ready. Based on usage lately, Fontana's got to be the replacement for Aronson, right? Now he's got to be the replacement for a midfielder. <laughs> um, Fontana's a striker, just is not working for you there, Paul. <laughs> no, no, it's just ba- based, based on everything right now. If the union are gonna invest heavily in one position, like I'm not saying they're not going to buy a midfielder, but they're still more likely to buy a bench midfielder because. Just due to the fact that, like, they they really haven't had the best luck with too many first-team signings hitting immediately, and that's a very hard position to fill immediately, as we have already learned. Sure. Um, that if when you're when you really have money, the best position to spend it on is a striker, and spending real money on that position can get you a proven goal scorer which is not the level that we've been shopping at for striker over the past history of this team. Yeah. Let me, let me give the union a suggestion based off of what you just said. 
It's hard to find an impact midfielder when you buy them in July. <laughs> if you would buy them in January, yeah, and they would have an off season with the team, and then mm-hmm. come in and have a couple, you know, a couple months at the beginning of the season to slowly work their way into lineup, maybe we would see immediate impact. But when you buy I them in July them. and ask them to figure out the strategy and the tactics and the the whatever of the team in July, it never works. Until the next you can season. do that, considering that this has been this is done early enough, right? And um, also, just with everything going on, um, just everything's there to be able to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Especially because the MLS season is going to end a little bit later, but start regularly next year. I mean, it looks like it's going to be on pace to just be kind of back to normal next season to an extent. I mean, you do have time for this player, this theoretical player to adjust for a decent amount of time. Yeah. You know, obviously, obviously I don't expect them to sign someone in the next couple weeks, but you know, they definitely have to be looking. They wouldn't, uh, everything has given the indication that Tanner has been looking this entire time and is just waiting for the deals to pan out. So they have the funds, but that doesn't mean it's going to be like, they need to bring in somebody now to replace him because he's going to be here the rest of the season. You know, Brendan gets to stay and that core of the midfield gets to stay together. But like we've seen, you know, like you bring in like Boric Doshkow is like, he sucks. No, he just doesn't know what he's working with. And then the next season he's the assist leader in major league soccer, like Casper Shabilko. He doesn't know what he's doing. No, I know. Well, he, because he, he was at least hurt. Here. Yeah, he was hurt, and he doesn't know what he's doing. And then he has a full season, and he's fifth in goals. Like, the union know, like, how to get their guy and get him to work, but they need to Oh, so you do admit that he was fifth in goals. He was fifth in goals. Tied for fifth. (laughs) Oh, God. I remember if they were doing it alphabetically, like the tiebreaker, he'd be sixth. I'm just saying, so... Anyway, I think that's all we have for you at this point. But we just wanted to uh, we just wanted to get something out there, knowing that this is uh, maybe the biggest news, the baby, the biggest union news ever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, Marisa, do uh, it's it's kind of been um, past now. <laughs> I well, so if we're going ever, are we also counting the creation of the team into that? No, no, the team had to exist for this to be the biggest flop. Uh, okay, okay. Well, is that going to be the bar for everything? Like, we win a championship. To... Some... We, we, we won a championship. Yeah, but we wouldn't have a championship if we didn't have Paul, a team. Paul, what, what is literally, I'm just adding qualifiers so we don't get added on Twitter for saying something. I'll say this is the biggest news in union history, dude. This is the biggest news in union history. It is. Objectively. I, yeah, I mean, I think if you're, if you're looking back, I mean, if you're looking back, obviously the creation of the team is huge. But you hope that you don't. There have been many a soccer teams in the United States who have created a team who are no longer existing. There have been teams <laughs> in the last... 10 years who have created a soccer team who have, who are no longer existing. So I think, uh, you know, I think obviously it's big that we created, but it's, 
it just shows that we're developing as an organization and the organization just keeps getting better and better and better. And they seem to have a, a strategy and an ideal of where they want to go and they're getting there and their, their strategy and their whatever is working. So I think it's, I would, I would agree. I mean, if you want to be ticky talk about it and make, make the biggest union news that they created a team, then sure. That's the biggest news. But like, post the team uh, actually existing i think this is probably um the biggest no, i mean i'm not i'm, I'm not going to disagree about the post the team existing this being the biggest piece of news especially considering that even with um today being the the last day of the secondary transfer window from the championship to the premier league um this news still in traction and page views beat out even the biggest move of the day of a signing in the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah, it really did. That's, that's freaking massive, though. Because like, that's what you need. You need this organization to be discussed. You need this team to be relevant. If it's not going to be in the city of Philadelphia, at least have it be known on the national level and the international level. Well, also, just to, to MLS becoming a selling league, um, this is massive. Yeah, for sure. I would say the biggest Philadelphia soccer news ever is the city of Philadelphia existing in the first place. Oh, my gosh. All right, I'm going to end and this right now. Chuck is going to hang up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to our uh, second episode in two days. I uh, hope you uh, enjoyed I uh, hope you uh, are enjoying this news, and uh, we'll probably talk to you next week uh, at some point. I don't know when. I don't know how many games will go by before we talk to you again, but we'll talk to you again sometime. And uh, yeah, thanks talk for our sponsor. Us, talk to us on Twitter. Talk to us on Twitter in the meantime. Thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, uh, Icarus FC. We're part of the Beautiful Game Network. We love them, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of Views from the Bridge. We could not do this without the help of our network and sponsors. We are part of the Beautiful Game Network. For lots of soccer writing, podcasts, and other content, check out BGN at bgn.fm. Thanks to our sponsor, Refnex Scarves. Refnex Scarf is the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Another network sponsor that we have, and a local one to us, and, and they're run by one of my favorite people. If you're tired of the same old uniforms and the cookie-cutter templates from Nike or Adidas, you know, the, the white sheet, plain white tee, MLS, Hanes, beefy tee, off-the-rack kind of stuff, right? Or even USL sometimes, you're like, oh, that was, you know, San Antonio's kit last year, as all passes this year. Don't worry, we got you. For unique, completely custom kits for your youth club, your Sunday league squad, your seven-a-side, your five-a-side, even your pro team, Icarus FC's got you covered. They can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price, and you get to be involved in every step of this. And we know we made one last year, and it was gorgeous. Let them help you design your new custom kit today, IcarusFC.com. Folks, we are all over the internet. If you specifically type in Views from the Bridge, then you're going to find us some way or another. But we are on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts. Um... Subscribe to the show, leave us a review. We're on Twitter and Facebook at VFTV Pod, and just let us know what you think of the show, what you'd like to hear, what you don't like to hear. 
We are so open to what you guys have to say. We appreciate all of you. And if you ever want to get in contact with us, you can DM us on Twitter. Or you can also email us at vftbpod at gmail.com. So hit us up. To help us keep providing content, throw us a couple of dollars at ko-fi.com forward slash vftbpod. You can also grab some of our merch at Design Tree. Make sure to check us out over at designtree.com forward slash VFTB. Curtin Tanner 2020 for Evan, Justin, and Paul, sometimes. I'm Chuck. Thanks for listening. And until next time, have a great day.